You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Good morning, everybody. Joe Gavallis with the Safe Senior Hour, and uh, we're uh, going to have a really good show today. We're very fortunate to have uh, the Federal Trade Commission Southeast Regional Director with us today uh, on the air, Cindy Liebes. And uh, Cindy, welcome. We appreciate you taking the time to be on the air with us. Thank you so much for having me. The, uh, it's, a, uh, it's, it's an honor and... Uh, um, I know when we, we've talked before, um, kind of compare it federal careers, and, uh, and you have, uh, you've seen um, a lot of things uh, in the uh, fraud area come and go, and, and I was um, shocked to learn about the, uh, how old the Federal Trade Commission is and uh, what they do. So if, you, if you've got a minute, give us a little of your background for the listeners uh, all over the country and around the world. And, and uh, what the, fed, the scope of the Federal Trade Commission, what you all look at. Sure, I'd love to. So the Federal Trade Commission is over 100 years old. We are an agency that has sort of two main components. We do consumer protection work. Often that is bringing fraud law enforcement actions, as well as a lot of consumer outreach. We also do antitrust work where we're looking at when two companies maybe merge or anti-competitive behavior uh, by companies. But on the consumer protection side, we are, uh, like I said, a very small agency. Total, we have about 1,000, 1,100 people across the country. Um, and on the consumer protection side, uh, less than 600. We do great work. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about the types of uh, law enforcement actions we bring and the types of cases we bring. We're a civil law enforcement agency, meaning we cannot put people in jail. But what we can do is stop the unfair and deceptive acts and practices committed by companies. And it's in a variety of areas, some of the areas that we cover, advertising practices. So for seniors, for example, a lot of the cases or the law enforcement actions that we have brought have dealt with products, for example, that might tell uh, consumers that they can cure diseases or stop dementia or all sorts of different claims that may be making, and we will bring actions to stop those claims when they're not true or when a company does not have a substantiation or proof about that. So that's in our advertising area. We also deal with financial practices. So, for example, a lot of those cases deal with uh, deceptive and unfair claims being made by companies in the financial area, whether it's uh, some of you may have gotten a call telling you that they can fix your credit or that they can get you a new credit card that is going to be a 0% interest rate for life, which is generally not true. And often consumers have to pay hundreds, if not thousands of dollars in fees. Um, so in the financial area also, that deals with debt collection areas, credit, uh, uh, credit repair, other things like that. 
So then we also deal with privacy and data security. The agency has been very active in that area, and I think we'll talk about that, as well as what I call our marketing practices area. So that area deals with deceptive uh, marketing practices. Uh, when we're talking about older adults, we're looking at a lot of schemes, and I, I think I'll go into it a lot more later, but things like imposter schemes, grandparent schemes, where people are trying to get your money telling you all sorts of things that are not true, but trying to get your money, whether it's over the telephone, whether it's on the internet, or even in person. Right. I, I, I'm i amazed the scope that you have, and, and, and you are, uh, as, as being the law enforcement coordinator, you're such an integral part of this battle against uh, financial uh, elder uh, exploitation, and and we can't say enough. It, could you just give what are some of the tools that you have at your disposal? Um, I, I know you work in task forces, and you'll work with law enforcement mm-hmm. in appropriate ways to put the the bad guys, as they say, in jail. But you also have some other tools that you can do, like I think, like. Well, I mean, injunctions and things yep. like that. Could you go over some of the things that, 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 that you all use? Sure. So I want to first say one of the things that we really want to encourage folks is to complain because it's based on complaints that we mm-hmm. get from you, your listeners, that we bring our law enforcement action. And like I said earlier, we're a civil law enforcement right. agency but we can do a lot of things. We can get injunctions, both temporary injunctions and that at the end of our law enforcement cases, final and permanent injunctions to stop the bad, deceptive, and unfair practices. But as uh, ancillary relief for our injunctions, we also can freeze the assets of the uh, deceptive actors, both the corporate assets as well as the assets of the individual defendants. Now, we have to do that by going to court and getting an order to do it. But we freeze those assets so that hopefully that money can go back to consumers who have been victimized. We also sometimes get a receiver put in place, someone to run the company, if it can be run legitimately and profitably. And we also make sure that the company stops doing the bad uh, practices. And that will be temporarily done until we go through the whole law enforcement action. At the end of our law enforcement case, of our court case, we then try to get as much money back as we can for consumers. All of the money that we can collect, and we do it both in the United States, and we'll collect money from overseas if we can, we give back to consumers. It doesn't go into our budget. It goes all back to consumers. And we have given back millions of dollars every year to consumers who have been victimized by these frauds. So, I, 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 if I can just chime in here, I, I think oh, your, sure. your points are just absolutely well taken. And for our listeners throughout the United States, we, we've got to remember um, this is a federal government agency. Your actions primarily, if not exclusively, are taken uh, in federal court. Yes. And and that, as in any law enforcement agency, be it civil or criminal, they're only as good as the information that comes in. 
there's what you say 600 or 800 that are working on the on the on the um, financial side or on on the scam side on the whole consumer protection pre- side okay yeah, so, so it, it it the only way people can 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 take action is when citizens file a complaint or individuals who have been scammed or who have been involved and they come in to to you and is there a, and and I I'll be honest with you I don't really know the answer. Do you have like an eight hundred number or a website that so people can go way, on? And I want to repeat that over and over again as we go through here. Oh, that was that's great. The best way to report scams is to either call the FTC at one eight seven seven FTC Help, which is one eight seven seven three eight two four three. Five seven. I'm going to repeat that. Sure. One eight seven seven three eight two four three five seven. Or easier than that is if you have access to a computer, go online to www.ftc.gov/complaint, and you can file a complaint with us. But let me tell you something else that even makes it easier. Sure. You can also file a complaint with the Better Business Bureau, for example, and all of their complaints come into a database that we maintain called the Consumer Sentinel Database. That database houses millions of consumer complaints. So from the Better Business Bureau, from AARP, from state attorneys general's offices, just the point I want to make is please complain. If you think you might be victimized or if you have been victimized or even when you receive a call and somebody is telling you something that just doesn't ring true, we want to hear about that. And the reason we want to hear about that is exactly what was just said. Based on those complaints is how we bring our law enforcement actions, but also how law enforcement agencies nationwide, all across the country, but worldwide also, can access those complaints in our Consumer Sentinel database, and they use those consumer complaints to form the basis of their actions, their law enforcement, their criminal actions, to put these guys either behind bars or, for in our case, to stop them from doing what they've been doing and hopefully to get money back for the people they victimized. Well, I, I think that's that's so important. And and the, the uh, I, I think we discussed, I was at a seminar, actually it was put on from by, by a, from a federal agency for uh, law enforcement and for uh, regulatory uh, agencies. And uh, we asked, what's the best way we can, we can help uh, try to stop the financial exploitation of the seniors from out-of-the-country type uh, scams. And their argument was pretty clear. Uh, uh, we asked them, give us the top three things we can do. And their answer was education, education, education. Uh-huh. And that's what this show is doing. It's out educating everybody on what to do, where to file a complaint, what you can do. And what you just said, you can't make it any easier than than having a uh, uh, an eight seven seven number to call a website, your Better Business Bureau, or getting it to local law enforcement. Uh, I right. know we're going to uh, uh, in in the North Georgia area. We're going to uh, um, thanks to meeting you. We're going to try to to bring more. Um, recognition to people filing their complaints 
with you or through you from the law enforcement community. And and that is so important. It's it's working with what I call our partners, whether it be a law enforcement agency, a local one, a, a state law enforcement agency, a federal, the FBI. We work very, very closely with criminal agencies, with other civil agencies. We work very closely with our partners because together we can hopefully beat this problem and stop these crooks from getting money, from victimizing consumers, older adults, who are often victimized out of quite a lot of money with some of these scams. Right. As we said, they, they are prime for, uh, for the professional scammers uh, to, to target, and they do target. And unfortunately, what we've been told from the law enforcement people, they're, they're targeting rural, a, uh, rural America. Well, with that, uh, we're going to end our first uh, segment here of the Safe Senior Hour. Remember, our comment every hour is to remind everybody uh, elder abuse does not report itself. So please, please pass on the information. With that, we'll take our first break. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's www.docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. This is Ron Camacho, host of the Business Hour, on Fridays from 10 to 11 a.m. Join me as I talk with passionate professionals on a program that profiles the best businesses, business professionals, business practices, and fascinating individuals to get an insider view of how America works, 10 to 11 a.m. on America's Web Radio. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to segment two of the Safe Senior Hour, and we're very honored today to have uh, the uh, Southeast Regional Director of the Federal Trade Commission, Cindy Liebes, with us on the phone. And, uh, Cindy, we certainly appreciate uh, you uh, taking the time to be on today. Um, as we, uh, we learned in our first segment, the scope of the Federal Trade Commission is, is very broad, but you are certainly the uh, very consumer-oriented agency. Yes. And, and I think people got to remember that they're here, as I said, part of the federal government. And, and again, if we can just start, if you have any, in the seg- this segment, we're going to talk about some current matters that I've seen going out speaking to seniors. And, uh, and uh, I think we're going to raise another issue here. But again, if people out there have any uh, scams that they want to report or Anything dealing with consumer type um, uh, frauds, uh, you want to give them that number again and how to do it? Yes. So the number that you can report scams to is one 
877-FTC-HELP or 1-877-382-4357. That's 1-877-382-4357. Well, I, I, I came across two scams, and, and then just talking here with uh, David here in the studio, um, he just saw a uh, an attempted scam on him. I don't know, David, if you want to address it to uh, um, just to let people know what's going on now. Sure, it's uh, and this is a, a very narrow field, so I'm not talking to very many people. But uh, I uh, fortunately, uh, my grandfather took care of me many years ago, and we own some oil royalties in texas and i got a very disturbing email from a lady uh over the weekend and uh, it said that our some of our stuff that uh, we had filed 18 years ago had been rejected and i didn't know what the heck was going on and of course on sunday afternoon you can't get anybody to talk to and then i finally got a hold of her today and she said one she didn't send the email so her files, and this is with a major, major oil company and gas country, company. Uh, uh, gas, uh, in fact, people would be very well aware of the name of it. I don't want to say it, but um, everybody knows uh, about this company. And uh, the deal was that my stuff had been rejected, and they couldn't send me, they wouldn't direct deposit my um, royalty checks anymore. And uh, that uh, I hadn't filed the right paperwork in uh, Texas, that the probate had to be filed in the county. Well, you know, this is crazy. I knew that was crazy. You filed a probate in the county in which the person dies. So I knew I was right and they were wrong, but uh, here it was that uh, all of my stuff was being rejected. And finally, I got a hold of the lady that had sent it today, or, or I thought it sent it. And she hadn't sent anything, so this major oil company, their files have been hacked into, not only of their personnel, but also of people that they do business with, which I was one of them, or I am one of them. And, uh, you know, I I guess, uh, Cindy, the thing that, that Joe and I talk about is that, you know, you get some old person like myself, and uh, you know, one, it'll scare the heck out of you the scams. And, oh yeah. And two, then you don't necessarily know what to do, and that's even scarier. That uh, you know somebody, and you think, well, it, it, you know, it all looked legitimate on the surface, and then the more I read, the more I said, well, whoever this is doesn't know what they're talking about. And, and you did exactly the right thing. You said you looked at it. You you thought about it. You didn't just react immediately. You thought about it. I I don't know if you talked to others about it. Sometimes when we say it out loud or talk to someone else, it it starts sounding not not real or too good to be true. Or wait a minute, this doesn't make sense. Um, but the other thing you did, you, you said you called the person you knew to deal with. And and sometimes that's what you need to do. If you get an email or a solicitation, don't just take it at face value. What you need to do is, for example, if it's from your bank, 
or from an investment company. Call the investment company or the bank at the number that you've been dealing with or your credit card company. Do not call the number in the email because oftentimes that number is connected not to the legitimate company but to the company that is trying to get you to send them money or give them your information. This was what got me too was that uh, I sent this person a rather... uh, blistering reply yesterday and uh, as soon as I sent it out, hit the send an email came back from her that uh, she couldn't respond because she had retired from the company mm. and I thought, now wait a second, why would somebody send out this, re- this letter on Friday knowing that they were retiring or had retired and so that too didn't, just didn't it added up to four when I was trying to get, you know, two and one. Well, and, uh, I, I think um, sometimes the fraudsters, and you see it, <clears throat> excuse me, all the time with um, scams they pull using government entities, they get the name of an individual at some time was in that agency or that department and throw that name out like it really is somebody. So if you check, there is really somebody by that name at some time worked there. Um you know, exactly. The, and that information is often public, so they can right. get my name, for example, and use my name. It appears legitimate, but it's not. Um, I have a question, and I think this, and this is from the, the seniors that I speak to, the consumers. Okay, David got this complaint. He's addressing it. What do, What should he do to help you all? Should he call this number, or should he... And say, by the way, I just got this attempted scam. I mean, I didn't do it. Is that helpful? Or do you yes. just... It's very helpful. And I'll tell you why it's helpful. Even if you don't send money to the company or give them your personal information, what makes David even more helpful or just as helpful as those who have been victimized is that often if, let's say, he talked to the person, he can tell us exactly what happened. He's not... um, He's not hoping to get money back because he didn't lose any money. So he actually is a great witness. What we do when we bring our law enforcement actions is we get affidavits or what we call declarations from dozens of individuals, both who've actually sent money to the company or talked to somebody at the company, and we get all of that information. But even if you didn't send money, even if you said, hmm, this doesn't sound right, but you can tell us exactly how it happened and what they were doing that's really important to us and when you send us like if you have documents if you file a complaint you can even upload those documents or say in your complaint I have um, I have information I'm willing to share all of that uh, is really important to us the thing is they are holding money in suspense because they reject or supposedly because they rejected it. And then the thing that scares anybody to death in Texas, if you're in the oil business, is right. when you say um, RRC. That's uh, T-R-R-C. That stands for Texas Railroad Commission. <clears throat> and they're in charge of all oil and gas. 
And I will be talking to them today. Right. And that's what I would suggest. In a case like this, and not specific to David's problem, but in any case, you definitely need to contact the, the legitimate agency, not at a number that, the, that you got in that email, but contact the agency. Contact also the investment or whoever the, um, the legitimate company you're dealing with, like if it's your bank or the credit card, and they tell you your credit card has been compromised or the scam we are seeing a ton of lately is the social security scam where where people are getting robocalls and they're being told that their social security number has been compromised or has been used and they're holding your social security number and you need to call this number and give them all sorts of information. These scammers often use robocalls and the message is hard to ignore. And so you may be told to press one or there's spoofing it looking like it really came from the social security information these people want your money and they want your personal information and excuse me more important that is their job this is not an afterthought for them they do this every day all day long so it's they're professionals at it that's what they're trying to do Right. And, so and Cindy, I use the thing, uh, you know, I'll do everything that you just told me to do. And, and just one little thing. I tell you what, if you'll give me your badge number, I'll give you mine. <laughs> exactly. I like that. You know, you can't trust caller ID. Right. You can't trust the Internet necessarily. Don't give your personal information to anybody. Don't give them your social security number if they're telling you it's been compromised. Don't give your bank account information if they say you're, we're from your bank and we need your bank account information because you've been scammed. The reality of it is that's what they're trying to get from you. They are trying to get information, for example, about your investment. So be very careful when you give any information. And then check with the real company or check with the real Social Security Administration or in your case, the Texas, uh, the agency that you talked about. Check with them. See if they've heard about this. And check with whomever you have your investment with. Chances are your money was not put in any kind of being held. Chances are it's just fine, but what they wanted from you was either access to your personal information so that they could get your real money or access to information about you so they could get your real money or your investment. I, the, I, I just want to, I, as I said, we, we go around and speak to seniors. So when, when we come back here, we're about to end this segment, I'm going to bring up... Um, Two new scams here, uh, Cindy. That I'll, uh, I'll I'll just let let you and the listeners in on, and then we'll go in to uh, to uh, more actions that are taken by the Federal Trade Commission. And again, this ends our second segment of the Safe Senior Hour. And remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not. You probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. 
Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. The Docs for Patient Care Foundation is your way to join the fight and become a member of an organization created by doctors for patients dedicated to fighting for your health care freedom and preserving the doctor-patient relationship. Get a pen and paper. Write down docsforpatientcarefoundation.org. That's D-O-C-S, the number four, patientcarefoundation.org. Go to our site and please make a generous tax-deductible donation and join the fight today. Thank you. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the third segment of the Safe Senior Hour. Um, We're very honored today to have the uh, Federal Trade Commission Southeast Regional Director, Cindy Liebes, on. And Cindy's been very informative and and just enlightening us all on uh, the scope of the Federal Trade Commission. And in the last segment, we were talking about some new scams and a um, new scam that David spoke about uh, had an issue. Well, there are two scams that I I was uh, talking or speaking with seniors and law enforcement that came up that I really hadn't seen. And one, it's a a grant scam. Uh, Uh I don't know, Cindy, if you've heard about this. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, where they call up and they say, give us your information and help. And then the next thing, you'll see celebrities calling or emailing the people soliciting money and that had, I had not seen that nor had the law enforcement people in Georgia and I mean it was some very prominent uh, alleged entertainers um, that were uh, wh- whose name were being used and then um, the other scam they uh, was told to me by law enforcement is the heritage uh, your heritage scam where they ask you Medicaid and such and such information because with your Medicaid you get a free running for your uh, family tree or heritage. Have you run into that one? Um, you know, I've, I've not, but I've heard of that. I've heard a lot of times that can be Medicaid fraud where they're um, doing that. We don't handle Medicaid fraud. That would be Medicaid or, uh, you know, Medicare. Um, but but I know that a lot of times if somebody is telling you to fill out information and they can get you some sort of, um, uh, some sort of uh, you know, uh, information about your genetics, you should be very wary um, if they're just soliciting you out of the blue um, because you've got to be very, very careful. That's exactly that. They get the basic information from you by saying they're with the Medicare 
to verifying it, and you turn that over, and they said for your cooperation, you now uh, will be able to to have your D, your your to participate in running your DNA and your history, and then they come out and hit you for money here and money there, and it's never really run or any situation like that. So it's something that for everybody to keep. Um, 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 keep track of, and again, if it's too good to be true, it's not true. Usually. Yeah, the government is generally not going to reach out to you and <laughs> say, here, fill out this information for us. Government imposter scams take on all sorts of uh, different, uh, th- th- they can look very differently, but oftentimes they will imply that they are affiliated with the government and they will tell you, hey, you need to get this from us. But what they want is your personal information or your money. Be very, very careful before you do that. The other scams that we are seeing a lot of, and I I know that you and I have talked about this, are other imposter scams, romance scams, and the grandparent scam. And that actually happened to my father, the grandparent scam where the scam artist told my dad that they were my um, nephew and that he had been injured in Mexico. It was not true, but he actually was told to go down to the CVS and to get a reloadable card. At the time, it was a green dot card. Now they're often using iTunes card. And to send that to my nephew, who was not in Mexico, and and my dad did it because he was so worried, thinking my, my nephew had been injured. It, they called him back after he sent the first money, and he went back to the CVS, and luckily the person at the CVS store said, wait a minute, this is a scam, and called my brother, and it turned out it was a scam. And, and what I tell you is when somebody tells you to react immediately or put money on some sort of reloadable card, it's most likely a scam. Take some time. Think about it and talk to someone about it. If my dad had called my brother, he would not have lost that money. And he was very lucky that that person at the CVS drugstore knew enough to tell him, wait a minute, slow down. And if you can pass on that information to those who you love, to your friends, to your relatives, to those in your family, if you can tell them, slow down, think about what you're being told, Think about what that person told you over the phone. Chances are it's not your grandson or your nephew, and it's not somebody in trouble. We're also hearing about kidnapping scams where they're Mm -hmm. claiming to have kidnapped someone in your family. And oftentimes they just play on your emotions. Right. Remember, and that's what we tell people, first of all, let's, and, and we say it emphatically, the federal government, the state government, the county government, city governments don't want to don't want you to pay anything in iTunes cards uh-huh. or or in um, Green Dot cards. They want cash, cashier checks, something. They don't accept it. So when somebody says you need to pay a fine, but we'll accept Green Dot cards, the antenna should go up and say, "Whoa, whoa! I don't know any government that does that." Right. Number the one. Government- and, yes, and the number government two, government doesn't want to be paid that way. Right. And number two, Cindy, I, 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 I just, I just love what you just said, and we try to tell all the seniors, 
have somebody that you can bounce these things off of. When somebody says it has to be done now, tell the story to somebody that you trust, whether it be a relative, whether it would be your pastor, your rabbi, your priest, whoever, um, somebody in, in, in a government agency that you know. Because people will say, whoa, slow down. You know, let's, uh, let's see, did you call and check on this? You independently call. And, and they prey on, um, and, and we always start in our seminars about why are seniors um, being targeted. Well, we uh, are trusting people. We usually save a little bit of money, but we love our kids and our grandkids. And they play on all that to get to the money. As you said, it's all about the money. Um, uh-huh. For the rest of the, this, this segment, um, a, a dear friend, I know it's a, a mutual friend, um, we, uh, Steve Baker of the Baker, uh, who issues the Baker Fraud Report, and I recommend everybody um, who's interested in following worldwide frauds that are going on is that you go and just, uh, however you do it, Google or whatever it is, Baker Fraud Report, and you can see uh, this great report. It, it really goes into detail. We've had Steve on the show a couple times, a, a, a wonderful guy whose background was the Federal Trade Commission, and I think then he was with the Better Business Bureau. And um, looking at his latest report, and, uh, and Cindy, we look at it, he highlights the Federal Trade Com- uh, uh, Commission settlements that have taken place, and I know you have it out, and there are three things here I'm looking at. And um, uh, if you want to go over, pick one of them or two of them, whatever you'd like to discuss here. I think. Uh, well, just uh, just three really big cases that were announced uh, settlements that were announced just last week. One was the FTC imposed a five billion dollar penalty and sweeping privacy restrictions on Facebook. And that's, that's with a B. I've got to say that's, that's with, with a, a B. B. Yes. <laughs> yes. Facebook is is a record breaking five billion dollar. Right penalty um, and it's holding the company accountable for decisions it made about its user privacy and and in that case it was um, a charge that they had violated consumers privacy and and they had violated a previous order that they had entered into with the Federal Trade Commission so that's just a huge huge case uh, that we brought against a, a huge company. Um, so, uh, in and also in a related but separate case, we announced a separate law enforcement action against a data analytics company called Cambridge Analytica, and that was also brought against um, a former uh, chief executive officer and an app developer who worked with the company. And we alleged that they used false and deceptive tactics to harvest personal information from millions of Facebook users. And so they agreed to a settlement with uh, the FTC. Um, And then finally, also last week, and again, we we had a busy last week, 
um, we announced a settlement with the one of the three largest uh, credit reporting agencies, Equifax, and um, for a very large data breach that occurred that affected um, uh, millions of uh, consumers. And Equifax has agreed to provide uh, up to $425 million to help consumers who may have been adversely affected by uh, the data breach and an additional $275 million in penalties to um, the states and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is a total of $700 million that the company had to pay, which is a significant financial hit. It also allows consumers to um, get some, um, uh, they can get information to see if they've been impacted by those data breaches as well as um, to get certain benefits from the settlement. And I encourage folks to go to the FTC's website and you can read all about what you need to do at www.ftc.gov. But the company will also provide credit monitoring to consumers and also payment amounts um, as part of the settlement. So I, I do encourage everybody to to go look at the uh, FTC's website and, and to read a lot more about that and how to file a claim if they are interested and how to get the credit monitoring if well, they're interested. I, I, I think, you know, what we talked about earlier, some of the different actions that the Federal Trade Commission take place, and I see also on the Baker Fraud Report that, um, you know, how it directly affects the consumer the Federal Trade Commission were returning 708000 to small businesses ripped off by unordered cleaning supplies and light bulbs. You don't know how many small companies I've heard, people own small companies who talk about this and say, boy, you know, it's not a lot of money, but we got ripped off. Well, you've got to let the government know because you put this pieces of the puzzle, and as you know, and from my 30 years' experience in law enforcement, you, you know, it's not like a TV show. You don't do it in a half hour or an hour. It takes time, and you put pieces of a puzzle together, and your piece of the puzzle where you might have got scammed by somebody taking you for an unordered, as they say here, cleaning supplies and light bulbs, but you come, you put your information with 2,000, 5,000 other people, you will see action by the government probably in some, whether it be a civil or criminal action. You concur? Oh. Right. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly, yes. And like he said, it's not just consumers, you know, the actual individual consumers that are victimized. Small businesses are often victimized equally as much. We actually have a whole, uh, what we call like a mini website, but dedicated for small businesses so that they can see what are the scams out there that are targeting them. I encourage everyone that's listening to also sign up. FTC has a consumer 
blog and we issue fraud alerts. What are the mm. most recent frauds that are out there? And our consumer blog gives you that information. Or if you're a small business person, go on to our website. And I really encourage you to read about what is happening. What are the scams that are targeting consumers? So, you know, one of the things that we see targeting small businesses as well as older Americans is a tech support scams. I don't know right. if you've heard of those, but where somebody either will call you or they'll, you'll get an email on your computer and telling you you have a virus. They'll imply that they're somehow affiliated or they'll claim to be affiliated with Microsoft or some other large tech company. And you'll be really scared because you're thinking, oh my God, my business computer or my personal computer, I can no longer use it. And sometimes it'll have all sorts of noises and so you'll call this company and often let them remote into your computer. Imagine right. what they're getting in your computer there, if they're remoting in. There's no telling. And, and, and we'll go into the next segment. We have a, just a, kind of a wrap-up segment of some more uh, issues that are happening. So uh, with that, we'll end our third segment of the uh, Safe Senior Hour. And remember, elder abuse doesn't report itself. Report it to some people. Perhaps you are struggling to cope with the disease of addiction. If not, you probably know a family member or friend that needs help in battling the cravings and the personal and professional damage done by the effects of drugs or alcohol. Get a pen and paper and be ready to write down the following. These are the issues that the trained staff at the Atlanta Healing Center address and treat every day. Their doctors and counselors with over 40 years of practice in the field of addiction can treat the suffering individual in a thoughtful, compassionate, and experienced manner and guide him or her along the path to recovery. So call 770-696-9862 and speak to a knowledgeable staff member about how you or your loved one can be helped to enjoy a better and healthier life. More information is also available on the website at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Get your pen and paper ready. If there's a move in your near future, I'm here to tell you that the folks I used and now recommend is Around Town Movers. Timothy and the guys recently moved me, and I am and was totally satisfied with a sometimes not-so-fun experience moving. Call Timothy at 770-378-4708 and make it a good move and a good experience. Around Town Movers for that local or cross-country move. Timothy, Around Town Movers, in my opinion, are the best. That's Around Town Movers. Call them. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Well, welcome back to our final segment of the Safe Senior Hour. And again, we are very honored to have the Regional Director for the Federal Trade Commission for the Southeast, Cindy Levis. And we're uh, um, just going through some of the uh, guidelines and scams and suggestions, how to help uh, consumers and, and, and where to go and uh, where to get help. And with that, uh, Cindy, if you could... Uh, 
as we're starting to wrap up this hour. Could you give that number again and your uh, website of where to file uh, complaints? Yes, please. So I will tell you, if you want to file uh, to call, you can call the FTC at one eight seven seven ftc help which is one eight seven seven three eight two four three five seven. I'll repeat that one eight seven seven three eight two four three five seven or go online at www.ftc.gov slash complaint. And I'm going to say again, we really want to hear about your uh, consumer interactions with folks. You know, most people will tell you to please stop complaining they don't want to hear it. Well, we at the FTC do want to hear it. And I will tell you, complain, complain, please complain, because it is those complaints that help us to do what we do best, and that is to stop these fraudulent actors from victimizing anyone else. As 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 we say, and we can't say it enough, elder abuse, and that concerns you know financial exploitation, um, does not report itself. If you don't tell somebody, they're not going to know about what happened to you. Let me ask you on that number, is that answered by a live person, or is that just leave a message, we'll get back to you? How does that work? They are answered by a live person, and they can direct you to information that is on our website. We have wonderful, wonderful information about almost every one of these scams we've talked about today, whether it be imposter scams, health care scams, home repair scams, um, and, and receiving unwanted robocalls. That's all that information is on our website, and they can direct you there. But I want to talk about one of our really best pieces of outreach information directed exact or directed to seniors and and older Americans or older individuals and that is our pass it on campaign our pass it on campaign is the idea of pass it on is central to the FTC's work on older adults and that is and it's something that you said talk about scams tell someone Talk to someone because you're less likely to fall for a scam than you that you have talked about. And then tell the FTC and tell everyone else you know because someone you know and somebody may be victimized by those scams. And I pass it on information and this brochure and the information covers a variety of topics including identity theft, imposter scams, charity fraud, health care scams. Home repair scams, paying too much, you've won scams, including grant scams, unwanted calls, and all of information that you, you can pass on to your friends, you can pass on to your family members. Because as older adults, we all have years of experience that we can pass on to others. And we really are a great resource of information for others. So please go to the FTC's website, look at this information, and pass it on. Right, and I, and I think there are uh, two types of, of on the, in the professional financial fraud area uh, that take place. One is your <clears throat> fraud that immediately happens, and what Cindy was just talking about, you have to do it now. Your grandson is in an accident. They are being kidnapped. 
something they're trying to get you to do immediately. It almost likes you go in and, you know, are you going to go buy a car because this is the last chance you're ever going to have to do something. Well, of course, we know that's not true. So that's one way. But when you get into the romance scams, these are scams that that develop and take time because it's that's part of the scammer's playbook, and they have playbooks. They have things that they that that they read and train their professionals to scam you out of money, and it takes usually you know weeks or a month to get to the point where you, the victim, be it male or female believe these people that this is their one and only, this is your only chance. You found Mr. or Mrs. Wright that you can live happily forever after or somebody that you can talk to. So these are issues that you have to look at. And and again, if you start getting into these inner internet relationships, and remember the computer has, has given courage to people that would never talk to you or never try to scam you, because it's on the net. You have no idea who you're talking to. The pictures they send, you don't know if it's really them. So I think these are things we, we need to remember. And it gets to a point, and Cindy, I, th- I, 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 I think that you would concur, that when a senior has, has put, as they say, their toe in the water and paid a little bit of money, and then it's a little bit of money, and then all of a sudden it gets to a point they're embarrassed to tell anybody. And the money yeah. just goes and goes and goes, and it's awful hard when they've been been really taken for a lot of money. Do you uh, concur? Oh, I agree. So often we find that, you know, in especially like a romance scammer, even a grandparent scammer, right. some of these scams that go on for a long time, they'll, they'll keep trying to get more and more and more money, especially with these romance scams. They really hook people in. They really play on their emotions. And quite often what we found is these scam artists are not even in the United States. They may not even be of the opposite sex they may be somebody you know some if it's a woman being scammed it may be another woman pretending to be this wonderful man and the picture that they're sending you isn't even the person the things they're telling you are not true you really have to think about it when you meet someone online I was just at a a, a program with um, a Georgia Senator's office, Senator Purdue, and a, a woman actually was there, and and she was listening about the different scams out there, and she then said, I've been the victim of a romance scam, and she was very upset, and she said, I am now just realizing that's what's going on. So really talk to somebody, listen, because you are not guilty of anything. These people are good. This is their job, as as Joe said. This is what they do. They are good, and they know how to play on people's emotions. So you have to even be more empowered. You have to be better and say, wait a minute, I'm not going to fall for this. And, and, I, and some of the, the scams are simple, where you plan to meet them, and all of a sudden, the trip, they cancel the meeting. They have to do something else. Or they're coming by through through your town, and they all of a sudden that meeting's canceled. Um, we can go on and on talk about actual cases about how money's moves hands. But when you're sitting in a group of seniors and they're talking, and and you give out the examples, and people are thinking, oh well, it's a few thousand dollars. No, 
these are like thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars that people are paying out. And and again, some people are very fortunate that okay, it's a mistake, but it hurts them. But if you know, not really a lot in the financial world because they've had good investments or they're fortunate to have money. But when you start losing some of these some of these rural areas, um, um, say that uh, um, five hundred dollars is a lot. Five hundred dollars is a lot to a lot of people, and so at that point, you know, you're causing tremendous hardship on these individuals. And please, please, as Cindy said, talk to somebody, tell them what's going on, confer with them, get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. And that chances are that you know someone that has been scammed. Chances are that they may not want to talk about it, but the statistics do. The truth is that sharing what you know, what you've learned just from this program can help protect someone who you know from a scam. Yes, you. People listen to you because they trust you, and now you're more empowered. You're their friend, you're their neighbor, relative. Um, That's why we really have information that you can pass on to others, whether it's about identity theft or an imposter scam or, as Dave talked about, an investment scam that probably was about to happen. Sometimes these scams can take someone's entire life savings, their entire life savings, because they believe the people. And, you know, a lot of times... Seniors have saved up quite a bit of money, and that's all they have, their nest egg. Don't let someone else take your nest egg. Really talk to someone and pass on what you've learned. It really will help. Um, and report report when someone has been victimizing you. I can't promise that the FTC or another law enforcement agency can, you know, bring an action or put the person in jail. But what I can promise you is your complaint matters. Well, we appreciate that. And as we're uh, wrapping up today's show, and we can't again thank you enough, Cindy, you are always welcome to come on, you or any of your associates from around the country or, or out of your office, because this is important to get the information out. So we can't thank you enough. Um, if you can give us, just as we're wrapping up, that telephone number again, real quick, to call. Will. It's 1-877-382-4357. Again, one 382 Four three five seven, or go to ftc.gov slash complaints. If you get a scam call, an illegal robocall, whether or not you've been victimized, please report it. We want to hear about who is either victimizing or attempting to victimize you. But we also have great information on our website that can help you. Protect yourself. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Look forward to working with you again. Remember, for all those uh, seniors out there, that elder abuse doesn't report itself. And with that, that'll end our uh, our final segment of the Safe Senior Hour. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.